Hello and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I am Jordan. With me is Luke. How are you doing today? My yo, Luke? yo, yo. What's up, everyone? I'm getting a little extra toasty today, Jordan. Best one. <laughs> Be- Cheese it's extra toasty. Definitely the best one. Is that right? I, I, think, I think they're so. too toasty for me. Nope. This is my first time having them. I think I want to try the extra cheesy. I think that might be more me. I didn't even know there was an extra cheesy. There's like, yeah, on the last one I got, it was like extra big. Yeah, here it is. Look, look, look. Oh, there it is. That shows up really extra well. Extra big. Extra big. Extra cheesy. I don't know about the extra big <laughs> one. How big would you want them? I know. Yeah, I agree. Like what? You want it like a cookie size? <laughs> that doesn't sound right to me. I don't know. I don't know about that. But no, they're bite size. They're perfect. Yeah, perfect exactly. size. Shove like two or three of them in your mouth. You're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, I got to try extra cheesy. Yeah, absolutely. We're wasting time, Luke. This That's is what we a do. big day. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Stretch it out. Stretch it out. We're reviewing Zack Snyder's Justice League today. We are. <laughs> It is so, a day. Yeah, it's a momentous day. It feels, <laughs> to me at least, it feels like something something big to me. I don't know. It's weird because it's a, technically it's a movie that's already been released, but we can talk about time ago. <laughs> whether or not that's true or not, um, <laughs> whether this even counts as being the same movie. But anyways, uh, before we get into that, let's uh, go ahead and just jump into what we've been watching slash playing slash listening to luke what have you been listening? i think it's your turn is it um i've it been is. let's see so a band that i bring up often on the podcast they have a new ep out and i'm gonna promote it because i love this band it's a new ep from the midnight mm. yeah they have a new ep out called horror show and the sax a, brothers as people call them the sex brothers <laughs> the sexy sax brothers <laughs> i mean i may have just made that up <laughs> maybe i mean but really there's not much left to say it's more goodness i mean if you're nice. worried about them changing up things and like losing their flair or whatever nope it's still great 80s synth pop sexy sax awesomeness i don't know it's just great it's just great i mean there's it's not like every song sounds the same they're not the same in that kind of way there's definitely some like Really, songs are like, oh, I haven't heard them play a song like this, but it's still true to what they do. And so, yeah, great nice. stuff. The Midnight, check them out. Luke, what have you been listening to? So I did something that I'm going to suggest other people do. So <laughs> other people may not listen to Spotify um, in the same way I do, which is my liked songs is like my curated. It's like sacred to me. <laughs> and so there's something about liked liking songs on uh, Spotify. So it creates... I mean, probably other things do this as well. But anyways, you, you hit that little heart and it goes, it, it used to do actually a different category and then they switched. It, it was kind of weird because I now have, right? yeah, I now have two playlists, like one from like pre 2015 or something and then post 2015, which is like songs. Anyways, I have about 900, maybe a little bit more like songs at this point. Lord have mercy. And one frustrating thing is if you like an entire album, that means it adds the entire album onto there. Yeah. So I I quickly, you know, after the first time of doing that, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I, I want this to be a playlist like that I can go to literally at any moment and know if I hit shuffle, if I hit any song, I'm gonna enjoy the song. It's because gonna be a banger. It's it's hand picked. So 
anyway, so I'll kind of like hit those liked and then I'll, you know, when I'm just feel like, okay, I, I want to go to something that I know I'm going to like, it's kind of fresh. Cause I just heard it. Maybe it was on my release radar. Or it was on my discover weekly. One of those playlists. Anyways, long story, <laughs> a long story that I made long and I'm now going to shorten it <laughs> is that uh, retroactively. I would suggest you go back. If you do Spotify in that same way or Apple music or, God knows, title, whatever, one of yeah. these uh, music services, and you have something like that, just hit shuffle and just kind of go back because it's kind of cool because I immediately, when I did that, found old songs that I completely forgot that I had liked, completely yeah. forgot they existed. <laughs> it just, you know, it week to week, I'll like enough songs that those songs will just get pushed down and they'll just get kind of lost in the, you know, almost thousand song list i have now so yeah i would just suggest you do that and mm -hmm. the uh, song i'm gonna suggest because i did that is a song called sting by this i think it's just one lady but she has a band called scout scoot s-k-o-u-t i think it's just scout but -K it's hard to tell with these uh crazy spellings <laughs> these crazy kids. or maybe it's like a guy and girl i see in one that they're both in there but i thought i'd seen others where it was just her but Anyway, she has a nice voice, and it's kind of mellow and guitar-heavy song, and yeah. Let me check it out. Sting. I, 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 I do want to like listen that. to some more of her stuff. That's right. Curate that thing. Curated. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, watching. I'm trying to keep this list short uh, today because I really want to jump into this and I have a feeling that this is going to be a lengthy conversation about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, but so I, I want to talk about one movie I watched. So leading up to the Oscars, try to watch as many of these as I can, at least try to watch all the uh, best picture nominations. Um, so I checked out uh, Trial of the Chicago 7 on Netflix. This has been out for a while. We've been, me and my wife have been meaning to get around to it for a while. It's, um, Ah, it's basically a story about these seven protesters who got caught up in a lot of uh, trouble and there's a lot of controversy about this riots and what, who it was started by and um, kind of just the story of, you know, what they're fighting for. And it's mainly a crime, uh, not crime drama, a courtroom drama really is what where this mm -hmm. takes place. It's mainly in the courtroom. There's a few flashbacks here and there, but mainly it's about, you know, the people on trial, the lawyers involved. And you know what? It's really entertaining. Like it's surprising. It's an Aaron so. Sorkin joint. So it, it will be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It almost like when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is probably not going to win. Reason why I'm like, it's too entertaining, you know, because it's every now <laughs> Aaron and then Sorkin can make like raking leaves. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's charming. I mean, it, it just, every cast member is just has this charm to him. I guess that's his style. Like it definitely yep. seems completely unrealistic. Whereas like, there's no way this kind of wit was being thrown around by all these people, but w what it lacks in probably realism, it really makes up for it. entertainment because it's, it's a lot of fun to watch, even though, and it's, you know, you get invested in the story and like how everything's going to play out. If you don't know, um, how things went down, which I didn't. Um, so, but it's interesting, uh, the tale that's told. And uh, yeah, it's an entertaining watch. I mean, uh, Sasha Barra Conan, Cohen is in it. I mean, so, tons of people are in this freaking thing. Holy crap. There's so many people in this. Joseph Gordon-Lovett, um, Eddie Redmayne, like, and the list goes on and on. 
just let me uh, hit a few highlights just so people can have an idea of what this is. So Aaron Sorkin is mostly a writer. Yeah. This is actually one of his first uh, directorials. Uh, but The Social Network would be one that people would know. A Few Good Men would probably be the, the biggest one. Molly's Game. These are all um, he wrote for either for the screen or wrote the screenplay. Steve Jobs, Moneyball, Charlie Wilson's War, and probably the biggest long-running one, The West Wing. Yeah. Just so people know, like that's kind of his style. So the movie's probably going to be in similar. Let's make a really conceptually kind of maybe boring thing and turn it into something that's way more entertaining than it has any right to be. <laughs> a few good men was his first writing thing. That's insane. All about that. <laughs> nice. That good movie's job. amazing. <laughs> yes. Wow. Did it. Yeah, um, he's a great writer. Yeah, really great. That's what shines here. The acting's really good in this too. The acting's fantastic, and everyone. I was very much on the fence on this one. Oh, you, did you see? When it? I saw the trailer come oh, out, okay. I never did, but yeah, I was well aware of it. Yeah, it, it holds your attention all the way through, and the characters are entertaining and likable, and uh, yeah, it, it's just uh, a good watch. Check it out. Great movie, Luke. What do you got? Um. I've been just watching some stuff that I don't feel like talking about, like Reno 911. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. March Madness is probably the biggest thing I'm watching right now. Um, we just finished up tonight. We finish up uh, round two of March Madness. So, yeah, Gators, uh, our, our beloved Gators, they, they did well in the first game. But uh, sadly, they were upset by, uh, oh, gosh, I had the name and now I blanked on it. This small school that had just won their first tournament game in like 35 years and then they upset the gators Mm. (laughs) oh i'm gonna think of it as soon as we finish this conversation oh i can't remember it man just bored it out midway through our justice league review (laughs) (laughs) well anyways yeah i've been watching basketball and uh yeah it's it's fun to watch march madness that was one of the things that got canceled last year so uh, none of us basketball fans got to watch any of that last year, but they mm. were able to do it this year, and they actually have some fans in the uh, stands, and that's just that's great. It yeah. it really makes sports so much more enjoyable when you get that crowd reaction, and it's just like I don't know, it brings up emotions when it's like a great dunk or you know Yay! baseball a, ho- a home run. I mean, it's it's sad when somebody hits a home run in baseball and nobody does anything. It's just like you know the few guys on the field are cheering, but it's like dead silence it's like it's a home run like everybody they need should be like going a crazy laugh track you know like yeah in the, ah, oh shoot we hit they, the wrong yeah one. they Aww. did that but i don't know it's it's weird when the stands are empty and then they're making noise like i remember like the la rams when they're playing football this season they had that like jacked up like that laugh track or that laugh track that yeah. like uh yeah cheering what track call it. yeah cheer track but then it's like yeah. completely empty it's like yeah it's not the same. Not the same. When not you know same. it's that and you see it empty, it's like, okay, this is fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see behind the curtain. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. March Madness. It's exciting, but I'm sad to say the Gators lost. Woot woot, but <laughs> still kind of sad. <laughs> Got anything else? Let's get into this craziness. Let's do it. Here we go. This is it. We're talking about the four-hour Zack Snyder's Justice League. So it's interesting. I think like uh, 
you know, everyone's called it the Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut for the longest time. And it's kind of hard to break that. But you know what? Like definitely, especially after seeing this, calling it Zack Snyder's Justice League, I think is the most appropriate thing to call it because um, before we even get into it, this is preamble. This is unlike anything I've ever seen as far as like there's you know there's director's cuts there's extended editions there's all that stuff this is beyond and separate i think from those probably at least 60 percent a different movie at least man it's like it's like a lot of stuff that's there's a lot of stuff that's completely different and a lot of stuff that is there is changed like there's we're talking like there'll be a like a there's a part where like for instance in the movie, uh, the original Steppenwolf and Wonder Woman are having an exchange before it's they fight. Every part of everything, Jordan. Yeah, and every then, part is is completely different. And just this dialogue they have is different. I, and it's yeah. like it just makes me wonder, make think so many questions about how these changes occurred and what did they have to do to change what this is into that and what that is back to this and add a little bit more. It it is. A fa- like regardless i've been saying this all along regardless of what i think about the finished product this thing is fascinating and like it, it it's crazy to me because i think this is something that will be studied down the road not in the same way citizen kane is but to say okay let's watch this one and what's different why was this decision made what is the difference there you know what like what yeah. change here made this good and what change here made this bad, you know, and, and stuff like that is, I love it. <laughs> I love that kind of thing. And so from that standpoint, it's obviously very fascinating, but ah, I can't wait to talk about this, man. So let's get into it. Kind of like a, maybe I'd be, I'd be interested just to know how much stuff was still left on the cutting room floor. I know. Like it's, if this was all left out of the original movie, like, how many takes did they do? How many scripted versions was there? Because it seems like most movies, I mean, you know, we don't see behind the scenes, but it seems like most movies are probably scripted about the same. And then maybe they say, okay, well, you can try improvising a little bit here and a little bit there. But this was like, they scripted some of these scenes in a couple different ways and then yeah. filmed all those ways. I guess, I guess Zach was like, I want to get this right, so I'm going to do it a bunch of different ways, and then I'll figure it out in the editing room. I guess so. I mean, there are are legends surrounding this movie. It has its like own. There's like, it has its own myth makers, like talking about oh, oh, there's actually seven different cuts of this thing. Actually, there there could this could be like an hour longer. Like there's like so many different myths and cut and like talking about what was on the script and what the intentions were and reasons behind some of the changes. It has its own lore behind it. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's wild to To me. me, Whenever I think about this cut and this movie, I think of Jason Momoa, because I think he was one of the first ones to like bring up. No, that's not the movie that I saw behind the scenes. Like you need to see that. That was a badass movie. Yeah. (laughs) It, it finally it, got his wish. <laughs> exactly. He was one of the first ones to champion this thing, which uh, obviously inspired so many to go after it, which, uh, wow. And, I, and I'll, I'll go out and say it. I'll, I'll, I'll come out and say it. I was not a believer. I was very much like, yeah, I mean, it probably exists, but it's not 
finished and it's not going to be funded and we're never going to no re-release a movie on the new cut that never happens well yeah but yeah i just <laughs> Which didn't, <it> never does <laughs> never does and i was thinking if it is change it's not going to be in the way people think it is get ready for a letdown people or get ready for <laughs> it to be just like a few extra scenes on top of the movie you already saw yeah i'm wrong <laughs> so Pretty much yeah okay let's jump into it just quick non-spoiler takes on the movie luke what do you think of Zack snyder's justice league um i thought it improved on a movie that when i originally saw justice league i thought it was all right i didn't you know bat batman vs superman i came out of it thinking i hated that movie it was terrible but justice league i came out of it thinking okay i think this is better than batman vs superman but it was very conf confusing cut up and yeah, I just didn't come away feeling great about it. And then when I saw more of the movie later, I actually started to like it less. Yeah. And so I, you know, saw this, which we went ahead and watched Justice League, the original, before we watched this, so I could compare. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm pretty fresh on both versions. And uh, yeah, this is, I think it's, it's hard for anyone, I imagine, to say that this isn't better. I mean, the only reason I could see someone not saying that would just be a length issue. They just have a length, have a problem with the length and just how too much to keep up with, that kind of thing. This is definitely a movie for comic book fans, so I could see that being an argument, but I would say it definitely improves on it, but it still doesn't make it a movie that I'm super down on. It's just down with, not down on. That's the opposite meaning. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it definitely improves it, but... uh. I still have my issues with this movie for sure. Um, yeah, I, I uh, you know, obviously I've only seen this once and I actually, before we did this podcast, I went back and I watched a few little scenes again here and there just because I wanted to remember a few details from it a little bit. It's a long movie. There's a lot, a lot going on. Sometimes That's it's hard to remember sure. uh, little things here and there because there's, as you said, before we recorded so many scenes. Um, and so it, it's hard to kind of recall a lot of the stuff that happened, but yeah, I came away at least after the first time watching it. I, I like this movie a lot. I think it, I just had a really great time watching it. Um, it's that being said, it's hard. I've never, it, I've never been, I've never watched a movie like this in like the same mind it's hard to get into the mindset of i'm watching a movie let's see if i like this movie when it's like this because there's so many mm -hmm. outside things being like oh remember the first one and you're comparing it to the first one and oh wow that's so much better than the first and one there's been so much talk since then too so much talk. that you've done with other people mm -hmm. you've heard other people do you've heard podcasts talk about it. it's like there's been so much said about justice league <laughs> yeah so, absolutely yeah. i you know and it's and it's also really it's like hard. it's like when i watch citizen kane <laughs> it's yeah. like i've heard so much about citizen kane then i watch it for the first time so yeah i think i would have a completely different experience if i'd never seen it and i i probably would with this movie as well if i'd never seen it before mm -hmm. absolutely and you know and it's also as you said this is for comic book nerds not just people who are like i like very Iron Man. much so but this is for comic book nerds. Like, this is know, very confusing for people who are just like, I want to see a movie about things that happen. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and in the, the proposition of, oh, it's four hours. For me, that's like for a movie like this, like from a nerd standpoint, that's exciting. From like a film standpoint, that's insane. And so <laughs> for if you're just, I, I like movies, you know, I like action movies. I like some superhero movies. You're in for a strange world with this that you may or may not jive with. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's kind of and not since it's hard to recommend, you know, it's one of those things where it's like yeah. my mom can watch Endgame and come away being like, that was great. I don't know what my mom, I don't think my mom would get into this at all. You know, I no. think she'd be like, this is weird. And then like even Endgame would probably be confusing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So this was like a whole nother level of confusing. Oh, absolutely. A whole nother level. And but because you also with Endgame, like a lot of people have seen those Marvel movies. They've been introduced to those characters and they probably at least have some scratch on the surface idea of what's going on with the story. This it's like, who are these people? What are they doing? Yeah, because it's been like, what? Superman? Like there hasn't been much introduction. Wonder Woman? Like there's been like two movies before this. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that being said, people who are into this, people who have are into the the DCEU, even if you're critical, highly critical of the DCEU, um, I think check this out. If you're a fan of the DCEU and you're a big champion of the Snyder Cut and like you're looking forward to it, I I think this is going to give you what you wanted. I think this is going to fulfill your hopes, which I think is saying a lot because hopes were extremely high for for a yeah. lot of these people and i can't believe i'm saying that but there's something about this movie where you said you know watching that last movie something felt wrong you know like we talk about this a few times where you're like moments will happen you're like something's wrong there's a lot of that in that yep. movie where you're just like something's not right mustache gate was the first like the very first thing it was like yeah this has no business being in this movie and this is how they chose to start it Absolutely. It, it's strange. Such a strange thing that it's going to be one of those things where we're going to this movie is like to look at it as it is, but also to look at it. It's almost like a, in a way like a constant damnation of the original because like it's makes the original even more head scratching. It really does. It makes yeah. it baffling. And uh, you know what? I'm Unless I'm just so curious, I'm probably never going to watch that version ever again um the the original or i mean we're probably just going to end up calling this one justice league and that one <laughs> justice league a lot of people call it but <laughs> it, it's it's wild it's funny <laughs> it is wild but that being said i personally i'll not fall about other people i personally really enjoyed this movie it did a lot of things for me that that satisfied me what in a lot of ways where I was looking what I was looking for in a Justice League movie in a lot of ways a lot of the characters that I had problems with were either better or completely fixed um in my in, in my like in my view like characters like Cyborg for instance I feel are a reinvention from in comparison to the last movie which is you definitely had a lot more backstory that's for sure no kidding like there's yeah, lines. He just was like dropped into the movie and the <laughs> yeah. old cut. I'm here. Let's go. Uh, like lines that were groan inducing. A lot of them are gone. CGI artifacts, then like scenes that looked unfinished. A lot of those are gone. Um, yeah. And like 
a big thing, which I did not think was going to be a big thing. Like, honestly, the whole color correction that was done to the movie, like the original cut, the way they made that like super colorful and whatever, man, mm-hmm. that ruined the movie. That like literally ruined the look of the movie. I mean, regardless what you think about dark and gritty superhero movies. Yeah, it took like most of the time. I think Joss, uh, no, Zack Snyder's Justice League is a good looking movie. I think it looks good. Like, I think the way things are lit, I'm like, oh, I guess this is how I was meant to see it. It literally like, <laughs> it's like I took, put my glasses on. You know, like, oh, now I can see the movie for how it's supposed to look. What do you think about four by three? Four by three is something I'm still iffy on. I'm still kind of if like, I kind of got a primer for it before I watched this movie because uh, before I, um, I think it was a Wednesday, I rewatched Batman v Superman. So they just, they like all the IMAX scenes they had in that movie were unreleased in physical and digital form until recently. They have a new physical copy, which I did not buy, but they updated all the digital copies of that movie to include these IMAX scenes. And they are in that same format that the entire Justice uh, Zack Snyder Justice League movie is in. So several scenes in that movie are now that way. And I was kind of primed for it. And uh, it didn't distract me too much. I'm still... It, it's still in a way where you're like, huh. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about it. There's In some scenes, I think it looks good. In other scenes, I feel claustrophobic. That's just... <clears throat> um, so yeah, I'm divided on it. Well, how about you? What do you think about the 4 by 3 I see no point. <laughs> I yeah. just don't think it served a purpose. I think four by three is, first of all, it's an artifact of the past. And I've, to me, the only reason you would bring it back is if you're really trying to like make a statement with your movie about it. I think of Lighthouse yeah. as like one of the only examples in recent memory that did it for a reason, and it made sense to me. But I never like being constrained in the format. It's like, I want to see more in any movie. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to do it, like there better be a darn good reason for it. And to me, it's like, this is a movie about superheroes and a lot of action. So I want to see as much as possible. If anything, I want it like 23 by n- by nine, you know, instead of 16 by nine, like, yeah, I want it super widescreen. So yeah, I just, I didn't get it. I also don't get why so many pictures came out black and white of this movie. Nothing was in black and white. So I don't really, there's a trend that I'm not too, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not, don't really understand with the whole black and white versions of movies. They did this with Logan, where they have a black and white version. They have a silver and like a black and chrome version of uh, Mad Max Fury Road that's black and white. I just don't get that craze. I, I just don't. I know a lot of people really appreciate it and think it's beautiful, and they're going to release a black and white version on HBO Max of Justice League, but I don't know. Whatever that's for, that's. Whoever yeah. that's for, it's there, but don't. I'm glad it's not like, and we're changing it to black and white. I'm, oh, God. Yeah. But from what I understand, this four by three aspect ratio, it's like, okay, so on home releases of a lot of IMAX movies, what you'll see, like a lot of the Transformers movies do this, is where you have the letterbox and then an IMAX scene will happen, and then it takes up the full screen of the, of the, um, of the uh, whatever 
widescreen TV you have. It'll take up the right. entire full screen without letterboxing or any of that stuff. But from what I've heard a lot of people say, that's not true IMAX frame because IMAX frames are tall, yeah. not wide. Yeah. Um, and so that is his... cut a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that is his way of trying to bring that IMAX experience home, which I will say to that, we don't have IMAX screens at home. No. So, <laughs> TVs are not tall enough, so yeah. we're not going to get that same thing. And so personally, I don't know if it gives the experience that he's going for, but I'd be happy to talk to someone who has a different experience or a different ass, uh, opinion than that. But yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. That is something that, yeah, I kind of wish there would be an option at least. Like when this movie comes on 4K Blu-ray, which I will buy, I hope there is an option to switch over to like a more wide a screen that takes up the full real estate of your of your television yeah. set, mm -hmm. which I can't imagine watching. That it'll be hard. We have we both have pretty large televisions at home. It'll be very hard if you had like say a forty inch or God forbid like a thirty two <laughs> or something like or your that. phone, yeah, or, or your freaking phone, <laughs> yeah. For instance, it's watch like, it on an airplane on your phone or something. Can you watch it in like Tubi mode? How like you know <laughs> the Tubi app it takes up yeah. your vertical. <laughs> That's true. Hey. Hey maybe i don't That'd know probably look a lot better honestly probably maybe, would maybe maybe that's a little too thin but anyways yeah. or just don't watch it on your phone just wait till after the flight <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so uh, real real quick before we get into like spoiler talk um something that is interesting i did a little experiment here because i once again found myself being really underwhelmed with um hbo max's 4k hdr presentation over streaming i was like this looks fine it is definitely hd but it doesn't impress me at all i think this is something with i don't know what it is with the playstation 5 app hmm. the playstation 5 app i feel like is for some reason needs fixing i don't know what the deal is because today when i went home and i looked at some of these scenes that i went back at I did it on Chromecast. Like my TV has built-in Chromecast and I just cast it to the television. Right. Looked perfect. It looked fantastic. I was like, wow. That's where I like came away and I was like, this movie is really good looking. Holy crap. Like I was watching just a few of the action scenes. I was like, this is great. This is fantastic. I can't wait to own it on 4K. If I ever watch it again before that, I'm definitely going to watch it this way. But PlayStation or HBO Max, I don't know who's responsible. Fix that crap. <laughs> It's so weird. Try it. I was trying on the Xbox Series S also to see if there's a difference there. I know you probably you watch it on your uh, uh, Apple TV. Everything's Apple TV. I love that thing. Yeah, uh, I will yeah. never use anything else. Apple can't go back. <laughs> no going back. I need to invest in that crap. I guess get the max. <laughs> well, it's also screen. like it works with your phone. You know, like super well. Like if I'm like feeding the baby, like I can just grab my phone and I can now control my Sonos, my TV. And my Apple TV. So, like, everything's controlled right from my phone. Yeah. Like, I can have a remote to turn on my TV, to change the volume on the Sonos, and, and Google does it. So, I don't know. It's just a nice thing. Something that's really, really difficult in this movie, if you're trying to get to a specific part, it's very difficult because this movie is so long that if you move your finger <laughs> just a little yeah. bit on that little tracker, you're going a long way. Yeah. 
<laughs> you're going way further than you thought you did. You're like, okay, yeah. well, that's several scenes away. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much of this movie is there? All right. <laughs> let's get into this. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. Uh, I, there's so much to talk about as far as like, if you, again, if too you much. think too much, if you think that this is like, well, it's just the original with new scenes. It's like seeing it from like the beginning is a shocker. I think the, the very first opening scene is like, what? This yeah. is crazy. And it kind of announces what you're in for with this movie. And I, I think at least. What what'd you think? I agree. Like? I still didn't like how they still like went to characters that they hadn't introduced. I That's the thing I don't like about Justice League at all is just that we don't know these characters. Like, especially if this movie had come out when this movie was released, mm -hmm. like, we don't know any of these people. Aquaman wasn't out at that point. Like, we don't know these people. Yep. Like, so Cyborg was just like there. That's still something that annoyed me in this version too. It just, I don't know. It's just Marvel does such a good job of like introducing you, easing you into characters. Like the, like the main character, you know, then meets the person doing something. And I, I don't know. It just like eases their way in till you get familiar with them. And then the stuff starts to happen. This movie still is like, I don't know. It just, it, it, it to me, it, it always bit off more than it could chew. And I still feel like it bit off more than it could chew. This is a problem with not just like DC, but a lot of like, even actually aside from Marvel, a lot of like superhero and sci-fi, anything that's like based on something, they'll do this thing where it's like assumed knowledge because their fans writing the thing. They forget that they need to introduce you to people. And so you're like, look, it's Cyborg. You know, Cyborg it was like, well, yeah. you shouldn't assume that. And if yep. you do, do you don't know this cyborg? And so, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a real thing. What did you think about this whole uh, screaming into the heavens to kind of like set this ripple throughout the world to awaken? The I thought it was a much better explanation for it, but I don't know. It still was like, I guess maybe I'm giving Superman more credit than he deserves, but it's like, maybe don't do that. <laughs> maybe right. maybe i mean obviously he didn't know but it's like like i just i guess i feel like superman would know and it's like shut up like don't do that like you're gonna bring horrible things to earth so shh. something <laughs> that's always frustrating like, me it seems like superman's like the least informed person like <laughs> around usually <laughs> but he's like built up to this level where you feel like he's like omnipotent almost yeah he's not but He's like the ultimate superhero in every way. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I said, I'm probably giving him more credit than I, he deserves, but it certainly is a much better explanation than before, which was just like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Accept it. <laughs> There's something about it that is inherently ridiculous, but at the same time, I don't know. I love it. I don't know why. I just like, I saw it and I was like, that's such a neat idea, even though it is kind of ridiculous. I don't know. Just hey, I mean, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not down with all this, but I'm so glad that you know this. This made it more enjoyable for you because I know that. Yeah. This is like this is really important to you. you there know? was something I mean, that hurts. It's Superman. It's like oh, your favorite yeah. guy. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Plus, this may be the last time we see Henry Cavill as Superman. So absolutely. Like, I know. at least they justified it a little bit better. 
Yeah, and we'll, we'll, I have some things to say as well about Zack Snyder and Deborah Sider's uh, conception of Superman and how they write him. But we'll get to that when we get to that. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting way to open the movie. And I think uh, from there, it, it kind of goes to something more familiar. I think it goes from like to, to the Aquaman scene. But again, everything feels different. It's not like anytime we say we go into the scene that was in the last movie, it's there, but it's different. The dialogue's different. The framing of it's different. The pacing of it is different. And sometimes I think the pacing of things being slowed down is good. And sometimes I think it's bad. You know, there'll be scenes where yeah. like, you can cut that out. You can cut that out. We, I, I'm a, you know, there's something that frustrates me sometimes. Um, Nolan, I think this is one of his weaknesses. Like he sometimes. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I know. Taking my boy. I know. <laughs> We jump around a lot in a lot of Nolan movies. There's a lot of hopping around. There's a lot of hopping around in this movie. And I don't think, I think they all, they sometimes yeah. do a bad job in this. But something I'm a sucker for is establishing shots. I think establishing shots are really important for me to orient myself into my environment and where we are. And this movie has that in, in, a, in a lot. It has a lot of that. Maybe too much of that at times is the problem. I think like yeah. a little of this goes a long way where Nolan is like, sometimes you'll be like, we're on a plane and then all of a sudden you're in a room and you're like, well, where's that room? You know? And, yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, he, he's like, there's not a lot of hand holding there, but sometimes Zack Snyder does a lot of hand holding with his visuals, but either way. Yeah. It's there. The, the Aquaman scene to me is a good example of, I guess how I feel about most of the scenes. Well, so that, that generous generalization can't be made because many of the scenes weren't in the original, but for the scenes that were in the original cut flowed a little bit along the same lines in this movie, I will say that every one of them was improved. I agree with that, but that still to me doesn't completely justify them. I still, you know, it all comes back to, I really didn't like that Aquaman movie. So yeah. it's hard for me to get down with Aquaman at all because they didn't establish a good character for me. So anyways, it, it still to me was, it was still confusing, you know, like so much in this movie, it's just, here's somebody we need to make them part of the team. You don't know anything about this. Like, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm coming. It's, we've already talked about this a little bit, but I'm coming at it a little bit. Like if I'm just watching this as a movie, like I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm like, who is this? What is he asking about? Why are they making it seem like wink wink here when I don't know what they're winking about? Like yeah. there's some guy here and somehow he knows that it's him and yeah. So I guess I guess we're just gonna have to move on from that fact and stop repeating it and just say, okay, that's what this movie does. Get I used think, to it. <laughs> like a lot of the things that are in this movie we're always going to be subpar like that because because of the foundations because of the you way know? they chose to do it yeah. exactly they they, they chose, chose to skip right into this exactly they should they chose to introduce aquaman in a random video file on a lex luthor hard drive and so yeah, yeah. and so when you're seeing him and you're like that's aquaman it's like well you don't know this aquaman you have you should have no reason to be excited to see him you know, they need to earn that, right? And so, yeah. again, assumed knowledge <laughs> is there. And but, um, I think the scene's pretty well done. I mean, there's they skipped a, like they cut out a lot of jokes. Um, sometimes the jokes work in the last one, but most of the times, I feel like they are worth cutting out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, it, 
the flash stuff it just i like the flash I, mm-hmm. they did a lot better but like he was so leaned on as the comic relief in every yeah. single scene and i'm sorry but the lines are just really dumb like most of the time there's these like little one-liner things and it's like i get you're trying but it's like maybe just don't try if it's not gonna mm-hmm. work like marvel does comedy i'm sorry like maybe you just need to accept that you're just a dark movie and it's it's not a lighthearted movie it's just I don't know. It came off as to me obnoxious, where it's like, it's like the things you say are just silly. It's like what kids would say. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you're supposed to be this like really smart dude, and you're not acting like it. Yeah, a lot of that has been cut. There's still some stuff in there with the Flash that gets under my skin here and there. That's in this cut for sure. That I'm like, this isn't funny. Stop. 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 Yeah. I just, I just wish it was funny or it just didn't bother trying. Exactly. And they sit somewhere in between. It feels sometimes it feels so labored. You know, there's a few scenes where like you're like, ooh, they're really trying here to make this really funny and likable, but it's not. (laughs) Yeah. That happens a lot less in this one, but it's every now and then rears its ugly head. (laughs) Um okay, so again, there's gonna be a lot of scenes, a lot here and there. Like a lot of the stuff that's in this movie it's a lot of in-between scenes like a lot of context adding scenes but uh but yeah and there's some things that are just entirely different but um what we get next i believe is the wonder woman action scene that was in the first movie but here comes off different to me what did you think of this yeah this introduction i i i didn't like it honestly i just didn't like it it didn't it didn't make any sense it didn't tie into anything there was no backstory it was just hey terrorist what do you know (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it was the most manufactured way of introducing her we had had wonder woman right this was this was after wonder woman this was after wonder woman yes so it was it was batman versus superman then wonder woman then this movie right am i remembering right yeah and then after this movie came aquaman right and then how it went yep Mm mm-hmm yeah, so it's like we ha- we know who Wonder Woman is. So it's like to me that kind of gives you a little bit more of a free pass to just kind of like touch base with her, see where she's at, and then like maybe she makes contact with Batman because she, you know, you know, I think it would have been better if it's like her people had contacted her and then she contacted Batman. I just I, I don't think it was needed. It just it felt like like the fat had been left in, and I felt like that could have been trimmed out. I mean, it was a cool scene. Yeah, it just didn't feel like it fit in the movie at all. It just was like, th- if this was part of like, it reminded me a lot of Dark Knight. It was like if this was part of, you know, the whole like Joker's like, you know, plan or something. It it would have it would have made sense and been cool and and I would like that. It would be cool if Wonder Woman teamed up in in a Batman movie to like defeat mm-hmm. you know a Joker like thing. But this felt like what? Who are these people? <laughs> like yeah. You have this guy who who seems like he'd make a really good bad guy, but he just plays this minuscule little role where he's trying to bomb and then shoot people. And it's like, I don't know, just this movie's long enough that that scene could have just been left out to me. It's like I like stuff like this in a superhero movie here and there where it's like, okay, here's just a thing that the hero can handle really quick just to give you a badass action. That's a big thing, though. We're going to blow several blocks of London away. Absolutely. And they're like, what are they talking about? We're going to send, we're going to send humanity back in the dark ages. How is blowing up four blocks going to accomplish that? And so it's like, they're doing something that doesn't really make sense. It's literally just an excuse 
for Wonder Woman to come crashing in and doing a thing. And so for me, all it needs to fulfill for me is this is a cool action scene. And this is like, and it, it's been re-edited or like stuff added into it. There's been a lot of action added into the scene. And it's been like, a lot of things have been like elongated. Certain cuts have been shortened. Certain cuts have been. Expanded. Yeah. When she goes up with the bomb, it definitely was played out better. Yeah, and there's like a few scenes where she's blocking more bullets and throwing more people a little bit harder. And there's like something that she does. One good thing that adds tension that wasn't in the original is she was dodging the bullets that they were firing her at a machine gun. But there was this part I thought was just a cool addition. She was dodging the bullets without even looking at them because she was focused in on the bomb ticking down, which I thought was just a cool thing. She didn't even need to focus on the bullets, but she was just concerned looking at her next step. I think it was just a cool little action moment, but I don't know. A lot of people don't like the crab walkie thing where she's with the machine gun. I love that. I love that crap <laughs> blocking all those bullets. The Do you like the thing where she like kind of, they do this thing where they'll go into slow motion, but then they'll like try to show off her speed and she'll like kind of zip here and there to like knock people out. Yeah. I mean, the things you're listing right now, I don't have a problem with it. I just mm. didn't feel like the scene at all mattered, but I mean, I, I am totally fine with wonder woman doing all those things. It just, to me, it just didn't flow with the rest of the movie at all. It's like yeah. the things that you're mentioning, I think of like Spider-Man is like a best example of when they make that work. Yeah. It's like he strings up some bad guys in an alley. He uh, gets a purse back for a lady that had it stolen. Like that kind of thing makes sense. This was like, it felt like the beginning of Dark Knight. Like I said, it felt like when they yeah. backed the bus up, like Bethany was mentioning, she felt the same way. It was like, it felt like when they backed the bus up to the bank and then they robbed the bank. It's like you were introduced to the Joker at that moment. This yeah. is Heath Ledger's Joker. This is his, you know, modus operandi. And it's like, awesome. I'm so down for this movie. And this was like, almost felt so much like they were trying to do that. But it's like, we already know who Wonder Woman is. Are these people going to play a role in the movie? No. And they should have. If they were going to do that, they should have. They should have been helping out Darkseid somehow or something. Like, mm -hmm. it, it wouldn't have been that hard to script that into cohesion with the rest of the story. I think so. I think you're right. Definitely. I think it, they are. These kind of scenes are better if there is something there that they're either setting up for, for later in the movie or, or make it much guys. smaller. Yeah. Like, like do what you're saying, but make it much smaller. Don't have it be a whole terrorist organization with a proclamation. And there's <laughs> hundreds of cops outside and it's like, oh, this is a huge thing. And oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed the, the scene. I, I agree with that. Um, with that method, basically, of you should make it matter in some extent. Again, unless your main thing is something like Spider-Man, where he's half the time is swooping down and doing random yeah. crime solving. That's like kind of his thing. Whereas Wonder Woman, we don't really see her doing that sort of thing very often. And so, yeah. And if she is, just have it be a bank robbery. Simple as that. Yeah. It's a bank robbery. She stopped it. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, wait a minute. I hear a ripple in the matrix or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really get this is going to be really bad because there's so many different scenes. It's hard to even say what comes next. So we're just kind of going to flow through it and pick up stuff that stood out to us throughout the movie. So this isn't going to be like a play by play. And there's going to be a lot of comparisons. Way too much. For, way so we don't too have much. All night. We're not going to be here for four <laughs> hours. Um because I think we talked about that scene longer than that scene even took place. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But they cut out a cringer there where there was a line that said, like, 
I don't believe it. What are you? And she said, I'm a believer. And it was a stupid line that doesn't make any oh, sense. Lord. And they cut yeah. it down to, I don't believe it. Believe it. And that's cliche. Good enough for me. Way better than I'm a believer. What does she mean? It's like low hanging fruit too. It's like, yeah. come on, Josh Whedon. Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. He must've had some like bad clam chowder or something before he went <laughs> onto that set because he's a very capable director. He came off the heels of Avengers, praise left and right. I'm going to come into this DC universe and I'm going to show them charm and and their world and whippiness oh. like you wouldn't believe. He like tripped as soon as he came in the door. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, next up, I think we get a few scenes with Cyborg. We get a lot with Cyborg. I think he's almost like, aside from maybe batman and wonder woman he's probably the most focused on wouldn't you say oh yeah i mean that uh, only leaves aquaman and flash <laughs> i feel like actually aquaman probably has the least to do in, uh, in this movie i think as a character he doesn't as really have be. yeah <laughs> he doesn't have I much mean, of an arc his his powers it does kind of make sense too so you know yeah in this case what's going on is much more of a land thing don't need the uh yeah the water stuff exactly. as much, but glad you're there to spike. Uh, what's his name in the back? <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get us. Yeah. Everyone is improved by this cut of the movie, but I think <laughs> Aquaman just improves the least. I mean, he wasn't that bad in the original, but he just doesn't isn't given much. But he he's better, but he's not like amazing or anything. He's not like in it a lot. He doesn't have like a full story arc that's gonna make you well up or anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's not as good of an actor as these other guys. Yeah. Let's just be honest. <laughs> that's, that's true. So what did you think about this cyborg stuff? I mean, uh, we get a lot, like there is a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he, you know, Ray Fisher, he's, he does a great job. I think he, he does as good as you can expect for, you know, a superhero <laughs> character. That's 90% robot, you know, tiny part human. So, you know, I think he did, perfectly fine job and I'm, I'm glad he was given a lot more screen time he he deserved it. it it just the the role he played at the end it needed to be built up that he was like part of the leadership of the team yeah that that shown through that got to shine through in this this version of the movie a lot more for sure absolutely and i like there's this whole thing with his father which uh i think is pretty well done he's not like there's no thing things that people do that when they're mad at their dads and you're watching it, like maybe if you were in his shoes, you'd feel differently, but from the outside looking in, it's hard for you to, to root for characters. Cause they sometimes can be like too despicable to their parents. Like there's a yeah. lot of scenes like movies back in the nineties where, you know, a mom will die or something. And the kid will say to their dad, I wish it was you instead. And we're like, well, I hate you now <laughs> as a character. <laughs> they don't veer too far into that. There's a scene that I really like where he saves his dad and he's like, I wasn't sure you were going to come. He's like, you're my father. Even though he still really doesn't like him at this point in the movie. He's like, you're my father. Of course I'm going to come and save you. You know, and that that's... that's they also good. didn't explain his father much at all in the original cut of this movie. And, nope. and this, it's like, his father actually played a really important role in the end of this movie. And yeah, they, they built him up a lot more. Just, I mean, they explained, they fleshed out the character just in general so much more. So definitely improvement. Yeah, they, they show you what happens to Cyborg in this one. They don't even tell you in the in the original yep. cut of this movie. Some stuff happened, and this is how I ended up. Exactly. Oh, okay, great. 
Some crap went down. I don't want to get into it, okay? Yeah. And his power. Get into it. This is the only movie you've ever been in. And will probably ever be. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. That's sad. That is very sad. I'd love to see more of this character, but crazy. Yeah. (laughs) But we get a full explanation. There's a big montage where his dad on a recorder is explaining his powers. Um, and he's like literally there's a visualization of him walking through like something like this digital like cyberspace in his own head of all the things that he can do i like this kind of stuff i think it's cool it makes it like how powerful he is is not something that they kind of lean into in the original his powers are way more like obscure like what are his powers what are his things all right lasers and computer basically the only thing we knew is we vaguely understood that he was birthed out of use of the change engine or the mother box or whatever I guess it's all kind of the same thing. It's like Motherbox came came together to form the change engine. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> and uh, that's about all we know. Yeah. You know, we get a until lot. Until he's ripping the boxes apart. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it literally he didn't do much until then. It's like, oh, he has a gun that auto turrets to shoot Superman. And then, oh, mm. apparently he's strong enough to rip apart <laughs> the three mother boxes. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I like this. I mean, the, like, there's a the line that I really liked. Uh, that he said um, something like, it's not, the problem is, you know, what you won't do, not what you can do, because like not doing the things that you can do is going to be the real challenge for you. Cause you control all the nukes, you control all the banks in the entire world, the stock market, everything. It's a crazy thought. Yeah, you got it. And it real it's so cool how they visualize it with him, like holding all the nukes and seeing like everyone's bank accounts. And he yeah. does something that I think is probably morally objectionable is he actually like gives this woman money out of nowhere, which, you know, is a Robin Hood kind of thing to do. But it makes sense with his character. Even oh, though I don't remember that. He huh. like sees okay. her life and he like kind of makes a judgment call. How like he just sees this random woman, how she's like waiting tables and has a rough shot. She's okay. about to get evicted. She's a single parent with a familiar. bunch of kids. And she like sees her money visualized as a little pile of dollars and nickels and dimes and like raises it up to be like hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> being like in her like ATMs, like you won the something or whatever. And he's like watching wow. it happen. I don't remember all that detail. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's built up because he made that same decision. That actually makes sense for his character because he made the same judgment call where he's like, he was a hacker in his life. He did some stuff right. with a computer. So he changed his friend's grades because he she was going through some stuff and her like they lost their house or something. And so he right. changed their friend's grades. Mm-hmm. So whether or not you agree with that, which I don't, <laughs> it uh, makes sense for his character. And yeah. that's good stuff. I really like it, actually. I'm like, holy crap. I, he was pissed. <laughs> He was pissed and bitter um, after that cut was released. And seeing this, I can understand why. Yeah. He got the shaft sure. worse than anyone else. Even Lipgate. <laughs> or Mustache Gate. Uh, what are we calling it? I don't know it? about that. <laughs> that may have been the worst thing I've ever seen. Maybe. It was the, maybe one of the biggest shadows that hung over that first movie. It couldn't even be mentioned the without talking about it. The fact that it was the it. first thing you see. <laughs> Was I think it just made it worse. Yeah, let it be said, none of that is in this movie. There is not a single mustache gate scene in this, and it's completely genuine Henry Cavill lip all the way through. Yeah, there was one part where he looked a little odd, Yeah, I will say. 
There was one part Bethany and I were both like, you know, he looks a little strange there. Which part was it? It wasn't Lipgate, but it was it was shortly after he like changed suits and I don't know. It was somewhere in there. Mm. It was like I don't know, his face just looks strange. It almost looked airbrushed or something. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah, I mean it was nothing like that, but it was like that. <laughs> a little like, hmm. That looks odd. What did you think of the the siege or the infiltration of uh, Themyscira this time around? I guess I, I mean say. it was definitely explained better, wasn't it? I mean, you know, the action flowed better. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just this. It's it's still. I just feel like I'm repeating myself, but it's still. It still just feels like if you don't know what that is, you'll come into that scene being like, "Where are we?" Yeah, but that being said, out of everything, we have the best explanation for the Wonder Woman stuff. The Wonder Woman stuff, like the Mascara, we should have some sort of familiarity with, uh, with, with the, well, at least the environment and where we are and what this civilization is all about. Because we were, you know, theoretically, if you saw the movie, introduced to Wonder Woman before yeah. this. Um, yeah, I just think it's a lot better. Just, again. Uh, it, it made him look not as awful. Yeah. <laughs> it made him look like rag dolls <laughs> in front of him. Yeah, before. exactly. And there was a badass moment I thought was awesome. It was like a 300. I mean, obviously, Zack Snyder, 300. But it was a 300 line. I was like, that yep. is awesome. Where he was like, I shall bathe in your fear. And he's like, daughters of Themyscira, show him your fear. We have no fear. That was, I was like, <laughs> I was actually like enthralled by that scene. I thought was, <laughs> that line was so B.A. It was definitely like a Spartan moment. Yeah, it was awesome. Like I said, definitely an improvement. Yeah, and uh, little you know, it's little nips and tucks here, but probably one of the biggest is yeah, the whole thing comes down instead of this. One of the worst parts of the original movie, I remember there was this part where oh yeah, acceptable like just <laughs> jumps out of the. Yep. And it he looks just awful. cuts through it with his axe. With his axe. Yeah, and it looks like he's in like a Windows XP wallpaper. <laughs> and I was like, that looks horrible, because it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> that was a reshoot. That's another thing. I I hate being a complainer, but that's the thing. I still have a problem with this movie. It's we need balance. Steppenwolf Luke. is so CGI. Oh yeah. He looks better in this one, but he's so CGI'd and. One of the nice things about Marvel is, yes, one character is completely CGI, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I guess Groot is too. I don't know. They do something so much better about the way they do it. It just Steppenwolf's such an important part of this movie. He literally is driving like the main premise of everything in this entire film. And he just doesn't look that good to me. Like Thanos, I don't know. They're, 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 They're really two sides of the same coin when it comes to like Thanos and Steppenwolf. They're, they're two giant guys that are conquering yeah. the, you know, the worlds. Um, so, I mean, here I it is. there's something I, about all CGI characters. I've never liked that in, in yeah. anything. I think I can, I, I think I can kind of tell you why I think for some of it, at least, I mean, not to <laughs> try to explain your feelings, but like, okay. So the original Steppenwolf or whatever, the, one that was in the Joss Whedon cut, he was almost like an uncanny valley kind of thing. They made him a little more human and it looked awful. Like they tried to make him a little more like Thanos, where he's like 
has human features yeah. and he has human like you look at him and you're like he's just like a different race of whatever and and so but with this one and that obviously didn't work it looked awful it looked terrible it was just a really hard miss when it came to that that it was like this one is like okay no he's an alien we're just gonna make him look like an alien monster yeah. and that's what they did and it's and you don't get the benefits of having a Thanos or someone who has like eyes you can look at and you see a person or you see like a character. You see him, you look at Steppenwolf here and you see a monster alien um, that you have to fight. Yeah. And, uh, I, and while he looks a lot better, I think he looks a lot more threatening. Um, yeah, you just, he's not gonna, he does not look great compared to a lot of the really great CGI creations that we've had with Marvel and other things. Like, yeah. uh, he, he just doesn't look like something you can really attach yourself to. We just like kill mm -hmm. that thing, right? Just kill that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kill it with I, fire. I agree. <laughs> that being said, I think his armor looks really cool. Um, is that the living armor thing? But it's one of those things where it's like doing that, like they made him look more CGI-y, I guess you could say. Yeah. So where like it looks cool. That's, that's got to be a hard thing to do, like have all those things be moving as often as they do, like. It's got to be hard to track all that motion. Yeah, and it looks great. Honestly, looking at 4K HDR, it looks great, but yeah. I wouldn't say it looks real. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things where it's like you can have a visual effect not look real, but still look good. I think it's because of the lighting. It's it's very hard to have lighting look good on reflective surfaces. Yeah. CGI things. It's almost and, always shiny. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah. And it's like, that's not what it would look like in real life. So it's in that uncanny yeah. valley area for sure and you know that it looks mostly always clean yeah it, it, yeah. it looks cool but it doesn't look real but uh so yeah it's funny we're still not in a place where we can do that like you think cgi has come so far and you still we still can't make cgi characters look like just a plain old human it nope. still looks uncanny valley we are despite as much there. as we've done you know, looking back, it's like, oh, that looked terrible. <laughs> you look back yeah. at like Lord of the Rings and it's like, oh, we've come so far. But still not there. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, Steppenwolf does what he does. I mean, other than that, it plays out again the same kind of way with that like uh, baton toss with the mother box. But it, again, yep. just done much better. It, it's weird with action to kind of explain some of this because the way a lot of filmmakers pace action Sometimes you feel the intensity of it, but with a few cuts or a few like linger on, lingering on certain movements or adding something in can just change the whole thing and make it tense where before it just wasn't. You just felt nothing. So strange to me. I, it's hard to put your finger on it, but a lot of these action scenes just have that. There's not, not one action scene, I, and I think, that hasn't been improved because of something. And, and I think this is a good time to talk about one of my favorite things that really, really changes the movie for me. And uh, it, it's really important to me is the music. It's like a brand new score mm. um, by junkie XL before it was Danny Elfman. Um, and yeah, I think this, the soundtrack is awesome. It's very much more epic where um, epic kind of like Hans Zimmer esque kind of stuff, whereas yeah. uh, Danny Elfman played it very traditional when it came to his soundtrack, very classical, had a less epic feel, in my opinion. This one's very heavy mm -hmm. on drums 
and you get like uh wonder woman has like a new kind of theme as well as her it's like that vocalization which is all right that uh, you, you know what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> but you know we'll get to it later i'm sure but the addition of the man of steel score is like that meant that meant a lot to me I, I love that score it's one of the best things about man of steel and i felt like they haven't really utilized it that well since man of steel and i feel like there's there's some moments here that like really work for me because of that score and i think a lot of that's because of my attachment to it but i think the music sometimes during these action scenes will be like this continuous driving beat and this continuous driving thing that makes the scene feel more cohesive where i feel like the music before made the action scenes felt a little bit more broken up I, it's hard to explain but i felt like just the action scenes the music helped some of these action scenes flow better for me where i felt more intense and just a little yeah. bit more into it because of mm -hmm. this music. And it was just super important to me, uh, at least. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that as an improvement for sure. Yeah. I would agree. I don't um, have any problem with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, they're, not all the music's great, but I think the music during the action stuff is really, really hype. Um, let's see. You want to talk about The Flash? What's been a uh, change? With yeah. I think that was one of my favorite scenes. I think that was one of my favorite, like, new things when he, like, saved the girl at that interview with the dog. Like, still, it was one that was, like, I feel like it jumped around and it was just like, what? What? Where are we? But I did like it. I liked yeah. it a lot. It, it They did a lot more with Flash this time that made me just like him. And I, I've always liked Flash, like, from when I was a kid. I just always liked the idea of the Flash just the speed and being able to like manipulate time. And it's just, yeah, it's just a, it's a cool character, a cool, cool thing to like, it's more than just, Oh, I can run fast. It's like, you can actually like bend the time space. And like, he has this like electricity power. It's just a, it's a cool combination of powers. And I, I think this other than maybe cyborg, I think this was the, the second most majorly improved thing about this movie. I completely agree with you on that. Um, like I feel like despite the joke thing that I still stand by, it's still yeah. like, stop, just stop. Every now and then it's fine, but sometimes it's groan inducing. Um, better. You, you would know better than me, Jordan, but he's supposed to be like a, what, like some nuclear engineer or something. Nuclear scientist. Isn't that right? It Barry, differs Barry Allen sometimes, but yeah, I think he's a, biological scientist i think but i'm not really completely sure but he's a genius like they say it in this yeah. movie his dad says it he's a genius and he is he's supposed to be a genius and in the original cut you get no inclination of that and to boot you get the annoying jokes but then you have the cool powers right he doesn't really ever yep. there's no point in that movie where he sticks out as doing something really cool he's always tripping or usually always doing something where it ends with him not really doing exactly what he wanted to do. I don't know why, but they wanted to do it, I guess. I guess Joss Whedon were like, oh, he's still learning. Got to make him cool to some extent, you know? The, I feel like the, I, I feel like he should be in the same light as the Hulk. Whereas like the Hulk in Marvel movies is he's a little awkward. You know, he's, he's, yeah. he's clearly very smart. Like they make that obvious when he like engages with Tony and like, 
talks up theories and like science basically and and i just didn't feel like barry allen ever engaged in that and i wanted a lot more of that it's like i'm fine if he's an awkward like younger you know flash but he just never came off as like brilliant he just came off as okay it seems like he's kind of smart but he's also like way more awkward like they lean so much on that it's like have that like he can be a little awkward but then have scenes where he like super impresses people by understanding something it's like i don't understand social cues but i certainly understand how to you know figure out this algorithm so that it'll make time space and bend or something you know something yeah. cool but they didn't lean into that like nearly enough yeah even still even now not enough it but that it there is glimmers of it where in the original there was none like yeah when they yeah. were talking about the mother box glimmers yeah they were he was like he was like engaging in that conversation not yeah. in a jokey way that he understands yeah. the molecules i just wanted a lot more of that absolutely yeah. same here and there was in the original he was never serious just never ever yeah. but there were actually times in this oh my god he's serious he's empathizing yeah. with victor's loss like stuff like that he's doing things that i'm like oh you're actually a real person and yeah and the power stuff he does cool things he yeah. does things where i'm like that was awesome like the scene you're talking about that was freaking awesome where he like breaks the glass just with his yeah. sheer speed rips mm -hmm. out of his shoes that's so cool absolutely that yeah. was we we needed that so much more so we could endear ourselves to him and that would that would help lead into his movie which i always think should have came first but yeah at least it's like oh okay that's the flash it was pretty cool in you know the Justice League movie, so I'll exactly. go see his I'd movie. Like to see more of that, other than yeah. I'd like. What was he gonna do? Trip the whole movie? And so no, it's like you see this, and you're like, yeah, I gotta see something cool to want to see him more. And so yeah, that was really cool. And you know the visual effects. I think all again, just the color palette in this movie makes some of these visual effects shine. That's a beautiful scene where it's all in slow motion. You see all the lightning and like the background as he's just going in slow motion. That's cool. And that like separates it from like other speedster scenes that we've seen in the past because we've seen a lot of speedster scenes with like Quicksilver and Sonic. And so with this, it just does some things where it's like, this feels different and unique. And I'd like to see more of this. Yeah, definitely. Such an improvement. Yeah, and the, there's like a lot of that. There's the, the obviously we'll get to what he does at the end, but there's like that that scene where like they're uh, he, he's escorting people away and a bunch of rubble falls, and then he just quickly like mm -hmm. saves them all from rubble rubber, and it's like and that was yeah. that was sweet. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I was hyped by moments like that for sure. Um, I think that's supposed to be Iris west west by the way even though they never say her name that's like supposed to be his love interest so okay presumably we'll see i her assume again. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she wasn't in the other movie at all right <laughs> nope <laughs> and she's like a pretty big actress i've seen her in some other stuff wow it's weird to like just not have her shoot her scenes and just uh never mind <laughs> again this is one of those scenes where you're you, you wonder there's so many parts in this movie where you're like why did they cut that why did they cut that? This is mm -hmm. one of the big ones for me where I'm like, why? What reason could they possibly no. have? So I think um, that being said, something I need to remember when, when asking myself that question, I believe there was a very strict rule from the studio that Justice League had to be two hours. And that movie is two hours on the button. Mm. So that is, yeah. 
Maybe Joss isn't 100% to blame. Yeah. It's tough when you have to introduce six different people. Like, I guess the only one they don't introduce is really Batman. They just assume you know who he is. Here he is. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, at least, well, four. Four, you have, four people you have to introduce. Mm -hmm. Superman, they don't introduce, but Aquaman, Flash, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Cyborg. Oh. <laughs> I forgot to bring this up. What did you think of when uh, in the Aquaman scene when he pieces out uh, our little music video that we got? Oh my gosh. With the, we, the Celtic singers, the Celtic women, right? And also when he's drinking and walking out on the dock, completely different song. You're not, not Icky Thump? Yeah. It's like, I still, I hate that scene so much. Oh, it's so, it's cringy. It's just like, Which one? okay. This is an excuse for him to take his shirt oh, off okay. again, and he wants to be cool by throwing down his whiskey bottle. Which is weird, because I can't imagine Arthur polluting the ocean with a shattered whiskey bottle. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for breaking glass where my kids play. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that the Celtic women, or what, it's not Celtic women. Obviously, they're not in Ireland. But the yeah, that part was strange. Like there was so strange. I thought we were going to get a little bit. I'm like, huh, this is interesting. And then it this went is on. Getting weird. Yeah, it get on went on for a little bit longer, and I was like, what is this? He's gone. Why are we still doing this? <laughs> that was weird. A little too weird. I don't know if I was feeling yeah. that. That was strange. <laughs> a lot of music in this movie. A lot. A lot of uh slow-mo with music we got a musical scene where lois is that's a new scene where lois is like walking to superman's uh memorial and with yep. <laughs> slow motion in the rain yep it's mostly what lois did in this movie i guess just yep. kind of be sad you know <laughs> save batman from death i mean i don't really know what else you're gonna show or do i mean just She's like they sure had her play a big role in Batman versus Superman, didn't they? Yeah, I, I suppose. <laughs> she just kind of shows Way up too here. Much. Yeah, she does like she doesn't do anything more than what she does in her original cut. It just uh you it's just see just some more of her. Yeah. yeah, just a little different. Which, you know, it, it's hard. I, I understand it's hard to fit Lois into things. I mean, what are you going to get her to do? What was well, seriously yeah. like, is she going to go report on Steppenwolf? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, her main role is in understanding who Superman is and what he's fighting for. Exactly. And so he, and that's already been established at this point. It's like, she's like, let you, let's let you know, like she's to keep the presence of Superman. I think alive throughout the movie through her morning. And I think that's uh, pretty much yep. why she's there and what her role is instead of, you know, because Superman isn't really mentioned much in this movie until he's mentioned, you know, which is fine. They're, they're, why why yep. would they? But <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. What else we got here, man? What else we got? So much. We got so much. Oh, this is definitely a big, huge, giant, huge thing that this movie has. The presence of Darkseid in this movie mm -hmm. is kind of throughout. Um, yeah. Bunch of yeah. scenes with him that weren't in the original. Yeah. we In the original, you only have his name mentioned once. I think uh, one part, Seven Wolf says, like, for Dark Side. Uh, for the unity, for Dark Side. I think he says in, like, the middle, and you're to just wonder what that is, unless you already know. Um, but nope, full but yeah, on. They, they showed a lot more when they flash back to the original, like, coming together of all the 
humans and the Amazonians and all the tribes of men. Yeah, where in the original that was Steppenwolf. Yeah. Well, yeah. So Steppenwolf wasn't even in that scene this time, was he? Nope. It was just Dark That's right. Side. Yeah. I remembered they switched him out, but I was I was thinking Steppenwolf was in it in addition. But yeah, you're right. He wasn't in there at all. It literally just like pasted his body onto <laughs> Dark Side, I guess, for that for that one. I'm assuming yeah. this was probably originally filmed for Dark Side and they just pasted Steppenwolf onto it. What did you think of that scene? Because it was the exact same animation when he gets like hit in the arm with the axe. Oh, yeah. It's like exact same. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was cool. I think that establishes the weight of what's going on so much better. So, you know, I thought that should definitely have been extended, you know, yeah. before. So, because before I wouldn't really call it a scene, I would just call it like, oh, this one brief moment in a flashback where it's like, it's like a footnote, just a mention. But in this one, it's like, nope, this is a scene that we get just like the uh, opening of uh, Fellowship of the Rings. That was like a big thing that you saw and got to witness. I felt like you were able to witness enough of that battle to kind of understand it and get to see a little bit more of the, the Green Lantern, which is cool, and a lot more of the gods. And yeah, it was cool. That I got to see it. And like, mm-hmm. how do you think uh, Dark, Dark Side it's kind of sad to talk about it, but because we're probably not going to get another one of these. But I mean, if we are in a pretend world, yeah. Sh- <laughs> no, it's so it's so ridiculous to have like such a big setup and then just, ugh. Man, if I was w- if I had some control over WB, I'd be wringing some necks. Mm-hmm. It's like, Absolutely. come on, guys. Like you have a freaking gold mine, and you're just you're mining it like blind morons <laughs> yep it's like i don't know hire some better people or something like they're just there's no excuse for the way they're handling this yeah it's just complete just i don't know as you said blind it's crazy i i i still think that things are going to change I, I saw there was some news about like this being established as the new canon like just recently like on imdb like while we've been talking yeah, restoring the Snyderverse. WB shuts down Suicide Squad, air cut, and restoring the Snyderverse. So I still have some hope that, like, with the right fan interaction, with the right fan reaction to this movie, that things could change <laughs> within the DC because there's a lot of money riding on these characters. You know, I mean, WB, you know, they're, they're not going to hold on to the rights to these characters forever if they keep mistreating them. Or yep. Maybe they just own them outright. I, I don't know how that whole thing works. I don't know if DC Comics, you know, has some say as to where these rights go. But if they do, they got to be questioning what they're yep. doing with them. <laughs> so, and as I said at the I top, I still have of this some thing, hope that something might happen. Yeah, I mean, as I said, like I, I was here saying this would never happen. Yeah, here we are doing a full-on <laughs> review We're of it. We're living in this reality, Jordan. So here we are. So. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to say no to this. <laughs> I'm not going to underestimate what is possible. I just really hope Henry Cavill is able to stay in this universe. Yeah. I absolutely. went back and listened to uh, your, you, Manisha, and your, um, I don't know how to <laughs> say those names, <laughs> but uh, you are Manisha's conversation about S- Superman. And I think it would be really cool if both things could coexist in this universe if they do want to go in another direction with superman there's no reason there couldn't be both things and it just could add into the whole universe of the justice league 
I 100 so, agree. I I hate it when like those things have to be mutually exclusive. Like I, I never understand that. It's like mm-hmm. why can't Peter Parker exist alongside Miles Morales? So yeah, it's just. But I I really am afraid that it's not going to be the way I want. I yeah. think I think too often these things seem to have to be mutually exclusive and they can't exist in the same universe. And it's yeah, the studios think of it that way, and it's not like audiences are going to line up in front of a theater where these two movies are coming out on the same day and have to choose between which one they see. It's not like that antiquated. You guys aren't that dumb. Oh, wait. (laughs) Maybe you are. (laughs) No, Um, but I mean, obviously that's not going to happen. But yeah, there's there's no reason that Henry Cavill Superman should go away. That's what I say. There's absolutely no reason. I'd I'd love to see him continue. That's what I want. Um, That being said, with how they're building things up to potentially nothing or potentially something. How do you think they're building up dark side? Um, I, I, I don't really have a problem with it. Um, you know, I'm coming at it as someone who doesn't have a lot of history. Didn't read the comics. You know, I only know from <laughs> the movies I've seen over the years and have a rough understanding of what's going on. Honestly, from the video games, I think was like the first time I was introduced to dark side, dark side. Mm. Isn't he in like, what what is No, I'm thinking of somebody else. I'm wrong. There's too many there's too many people, Jordan. There's too many people to keep track of. That's Marvel. <laughs> I'm sorry. So yeah, it's like I, I have very little history of Dark Side, but how how he was introduced in this movie, I'm I'm fine with it. I think, you know, it, it feels a lot of weight. I don't I don't like it how he looks, honestly. Mm-hmm. And and it may be accurate to the comics, and if it is, then that's fine. I mean, <laughs> you know, but he just he doesn't look that menacing. I, I I don't know. Maybe it's something about his face. Like Thanos has this like commanding look, and maybe it's just great, you know, facial acting, like facial track tracking acting. But I don't know. He just doesn't seem scary to me. <laughs> and it's kind of weird when you introduce a character, and then in that first thing you see see him beat to a pulp. That's kind of a weird thing when he's supposed to be yeah. like the ultimate guy. And then you see him like retreating, injured, spewing blood out of his shoulder. It's like, that's a really good point. Oh, so he can be beat by normal people. Yeah. You well, see him defeat, not I, normal yeah, people, but yeah. yeah. You there see was him defeat Zeus him. and yeah. <laughs> yeah. You so you should see, <laughs> see him decimate and not like in a, not exactly. the first time you see him in a battle. It's a battle that he's losing that. That's true. I, I agree with you. I think I that, like how how Thanos was built up as like he is like the ultimate titan and he lays yeah. waste to worlds and like he was this myth. He was like we only saw this little thing with him like smirking and like you said that that model wasn't as good but it still was like oh shoot and I'll just do it myself and it's like <laughs> yes that's awesome which we got we so got exciting. here that's what we yeah. got in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We got the I'll do it myself moment. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. But yeah, I mean, Can we I just like- talk about how close these mother boxes are to the Infinity Stones. I mean, I know this stuff all came about, you know, decades and decades ago when these comics were written, but this is such a similar story. It's the exact same thing, Luke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not not quite, but in in execution. Yes, I mean, okay. So what? Dark side. It's also similar to Man of Steel. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's just, it's also very similar to the change engine that they want to change the world with. The world engine, yeah. World engine, yeah. The world engine. <laughs> yeah. What, very, what is, is, is change something? 
Is it Change Engine? Is it that is what Change it is? Engine. There's the okay. Change Engine and the World Engine. Okay. That's <laughs> Too not many confusing engines. at all. I don't know why I got confused. So I have obvious. no idea, Luke. <laughs> dumb, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, same kind of principle. What is Thanos' goal? He wants to... Okay, well, they're a little different in this way. Thanos is like altruistic in his intent. Like he thinks he's being altruistic by being like, I just want mankind to survive. I'm going to wipe out half of humanity. That's not the th goals of Thanos in the comics, but the goals of Darkseid in the comics seem to be the goals of Darkseid here. He wants complete subjugation for all living things. He wants everything to bend to his will and follow him and worship him. And that is what he does. Like he can like manipulate almost anybody. He'll like use torturers, magicians, and like hypnotists to make someone bend to his will and the anti-life equation is the cure-all to everything he doesn't have to go planet to planet to do it anymore universe yep. snap mind. almost like a snap yeah very, very much similar. tink <laughs> yeah very much very similar thing to where again exactly in basically an execution yeah pretty much the same thing <laughs> i did like I, th I thought of that when i was watching the movie and then i was also like okay well there's not that many things out there. I mean, you are kind of constrained by like what people are going to buy and what people are going to be interested in. And it's like humanity is obviously the ultimate prize. So if you want the ultimate bad guy, it, it does have to kind of be something on that level. So like, I understand that, I guess, I don't know. It's it writing's tough, <laughs> you know, writing is very hard. It's, it's hard to think of original ideas that don't, take things off of so you know I, I tried to give the the movie and the writers a little bit of credit it's like i mean it's a hard job it's yeah it's hard to think of something that's ultimately original and yeah it's it's tough <laughs> i feel like the universe was at stake very quickly here though like you know it went from okay they're attacking the world to okay we're attacking each other to the universe is <laughs> about to yep. get snapped into complete subjugation to dark side if we don't do something and there was no mention of any of that in the old one <laughs> let's no let's remind people of that yeah dark side <laughs> anti-life no. thing anti-life no it was nowhere to be seen no nowhere to be seen this is all the setup that was excised and so yeah here it is um i think the build-up was cool like the certain scenes where she goes down like she gets the arrow this time and it actually leads her into like some secret chamber where it like shows the legend of dark side and that's pretty creepy that's cool and i like when he discovers that the anti-life equation is on earth and like uh the sod is like oh and he leaves and then you see all the parademons bow and he's like, what's happening? And dark side appears. And he's like, holy crap. You know, that was cool. I like that. That's yeah. pretty creepy and um, menacing. That's good stuff. I think my, my favorite part of this movie is the ending. Okay. This, I, I think the ending was just so much more improved. It just, it was actually felt emotional. It felt like the team was working together. It felt like everybody had a role. I, I'm kind of torn because I want Superman to be more a part of this movie, and he really wasn't. He was only in about ten percent of this movie. Yeah. So I, I kind of like that because it also gave everyone else to ha had their chance to like play their part. Cyborg, Flash, Batman did his thing of distraction, even though it seems kind of silly. But it, it's still it was like it was good to see like everybody had their own role, and it's like there's a reason that Batman had to bring all these people together because they had to play these different roles and. They did get Superman there, but if it wasn't for all the groundwork that was laid by everyone else, you know, it wouldn't have facilitated 
what happened to happen. I say exactly. all that, and it's like, uh, could Superman just have laid waste to everything and just <laughs> stopped all this? Maybe, but... If he was there a whole time, maybe. That's maybe. what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, maybe they just should have worked on, like, getting Superman there, like, gone to his farm and like, please! <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, and what he have been able to separate the mother boxes on his own? Um, yeah. how, you know, I don't know. It's and hard to know. It's hard because to know. Because Cyborg did, like, he did get in there, and Superman doesn't have that same ability. So I'd like to think that Cyborg played a special role. Now, on the little, uh, I was looking at the uh, trivia. It says uh, Zack Snyder um, referred to Cyborg as the heart of the movie. And I think that's that's a good way of putting it. It's like, I agree. He, I think he wanted to take a little bit more pressure off of Batman and Superman in this movie. He wanted somebody else to kind of play a more integral role, you know, and he, he increased Wonder Woman's role and the Flash. And, and obviously Cyborg was like, so much more a part of what was going on and and honestly he ended up being the savior really so uh yeah yeah they, there's just so much about this ending i just thought it was so much more improved and i i came away from it i will say that with one ca caveat there's scenes after this movie ends that's the way i'll say it this movie we, ends and then there are other scenes but yeah what was really the true ending of this movie i thought was just much more improved and i thought the flash's whole thing was just so much better like integrated into what was going on and the stakes felt a lot higher this time yeah, yeah. that was just so much better i couldn't believe it i actually was like oh my god like when yeah. it actually blows and Reversing we see how time, that was insane that, that was, was insane. just yeah that was wonderfully so cool. realized it looked i don't think anybody's seen that movie who doesn't know what was going on like you and i i don't think they really know i don't think bethany knew what was going on yeah it's just like why is the world rebuilding <laughs> <laughs> yeah this time reversing but that was really his very cool. feet and it very also felt neat. very derivative of what happened in marvel <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah of course reverse time <laughs> to fix the future oh yeah but yeah very much improved as you said i do think that's probably one of the most improved and most important Definitely. changes the, the climax of the movie it the yeah. action flowed if that better had been bad i don't think i would have liked this nearly as much as i did yeah there was so many differences there. The reason what the, like their whole plan was different. There was this thing that Joss Whedon did where he colored the sky red. It, it looked awful. Yep. Yep. It looked terrible. Like it, it didn't made make sense. everything look bad. And like, yep. mm. and okay. So one of the big moments for me, you know, which of course I'm a big, I'm a big Superman fan when he showed up and they played the flight yep. music. From Man of Steel, which is a very underused theme, which I still go back to that Man of Steel, Steel score and listen to the flight soundtrack. You know, the da 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 yeah. da 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 da. It's so good when he shows up and lays waste to Steppenwolf. It's like one of the first plane. times you feel like Superman is like the bad A that he is. It's like even oh in Superman God. versus Batman, he still felt very held back. Yeah. And this time it was just like, you're not doing that anymore. I'm here. Like, exactly he steps in front of cyborg just get steps wrecked, in front. son the axe, <laughs> he just lets the axe hit him not impressed <laughs> freezes it smashes no it, it's like it's awesome. oh my that was that was one time i was like holy crap <laughs> like, so he, like started saying it it's like that's awesome <laughs> yeah i agree with you the ending's fantastic uh it makes way more sense and has a lot more tension to it and again that's yeah, part the, of the movie by far I, I i agree with you i think that's the most improved part of the movie and it, it's really good um yeah i mean let's uh 
let's see before we get into the ending i'm trying to see if there's anything else that needs uh needs mention here. i don't call this the ending <laughs> yeah okay well, that's a good call um <laughs> um okay um no let's uh let's go ahead and get into it that we're, was uh, the official ending. This is something completely different. We're, we're running long anyways. Let's let's get into the epilogue. Did we mention this is cut into parts? Oh my the gosh. epilogue. Was there seven or eight? Six parts plus an epilogue. Ugh, so many. Yeah, don't release this. Into I it. watched this in two sittings for those of you who weren't privy to Jordan and I's yeah. conversation, but this is ever, which is everyone. <laughs> yeah, <pretty much. laughs> just you and me. But um, okay, so epilogue. I mean, first we get what would really kind of be considered a regular ending. I mean, honestly, we get that montage of everyone kind of just doing their thing. Oh, how'd you get that? It still you get felt the... unnecessary, honestly. Yeah, it just yeah. was like, this is just extra stuff. This feels like bonus scenes. Yeah, it's not, but stuff I like, stuff you could consider an epilogue. He listens to the tape of his dad, so that kind of wraps that up. <laughs> and, you know, the whole scene with Batman and, and uh, Clark, you know, oh, how'd you, you know, yeah. how'd you get the bank to get by like that? Oh, I bought the bank, you know, all that stuff. And the then, scenes were fine. It just, it just felt like a little unneeded. Yeah, I, I think that's fine. That's good. That would have been a fine ending. And then here we have the return of the nightmare scenes. I I was confused. I, I don't understand what was happening. Why does why, why does Batman have confused? a machine gun? <laughs> well, okay, all right. So I'm fresh off Batman v Superman. Here we go. We had that nightmare scene in that one where. All that was revealed to us is you see a bunch of parademons flying around, Batman's shooting people, and then he gets wrecked by Superman. Um, he gets he gets Superman shows up and basically I guess kills him. I I don't know. Hmm. And so here we go, returning to that desert world that looks like basically a world where probably I'd imagine the however you know whoever survived the anti life equation. Um, are just here in this desolate world that's basically been turned into an, an apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And I guess here's your ragtag team of your nightmare. We've got Mira. We got Slade Wilson, Cyborg, Flash, and the Joker. It's also weird because they did the Deathstroke scene and then they went oh, into this and it's that. like, what? So he's going to kill him? <laughs> it's like It's so confusing. That scene, by the way, that scene with uh, Deathstroke and Lex Luthor, yeah. I was shocked. Out of all the scenes that I assumed was a Joss Whedon creation, it was that scene. And I still don't like that scene. I don't like it. I, I find, like... But that, that wasn't, right? I guess Sn not. Snyder, yeah. Snyder said there wasn't a single Josh Whedon film scene in this cut. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, guess not. I thought it was a Joss Whedon thing. Nope. And yeah, it's it's one of the worst. Oh, that things. was in the original one. It was a I had forgotten. It was an after credit yeah. scene. That sounds familiar now that you say that. Now here it is in the movie, and the dialogue's different. There's no that cringy line where he's like, "How about we form a league of our own?" You know, that's not there. The dialogue's completely different. Oh, it's not as bad, but still, I think that scene is goofy. It's the, one of the goofiest scenes in the movie. Yeah. Aside from maybe this next scene, what did you think of this scene, Luke? absolutely pointless in every way yeah. i just i hated it it's like you got us all excited about a joker coming back and being this new improved joker and it's like it's just a setup so he has a little monologue <laughs> like i just i didn't get it at all 
it's so weird for Joker and Batman to be sitting there talking to each other with machine guns in their hands. It's just <laughs> such a weird thing. It's like Batman's got like a, yeah, <laughs> he's got a nice gun. I like that gun, but <laughs> it's like, what are they talking about? You know, it's like, what are they even saying? It's like, I, well, I killed the Robin. He's like, well, when Harley Quinn died in my arms, she wanted you dead and oh whatever. Gosh. Let's team up. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's the basis of it. I mean, what else? They're saying a bunch of random crap that I'm sure that it was all improv from what I heard. This is the one scene with them and the Joker that, well, not the one, but one of the few scenes that was a reshoot. They filmed this for this. And it feels like it. Yeah. it. You could tell Batman looked a little older, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... It was just worthless. <laughs> just yeah. I don't and wh like where were the other? There's like shots of like the Joker in the like set photos. None of that crap's in the movie. They were just having a like jolly him in a old prison time. cell. There's like him like dressed up like Jesus. It's like what? None of that's in there. They're just goofing around one day. They're like, let's have a photo shoot. You could carry machine guns around. You could have goggles on your head. Like what? I, I could know, look man. like Heath Ledger's Joker a little bit. With long hair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got I to, gotta, you know, tell you, I was, you know, kind of looking forward to seeing the Joker and what he was going to do, what and why he was here, what he was going to say. And yeah, Just I am further cementing that like Jared Leto's Joker is like going to be forgotten quickly. I don't like it. There's something about it that seems masturbatory in, in a way, whereas like it's like. He's gonna. I'm watch how weird I am. That's always my complaint about his jokers. Like, he's that kid in high school that did a bunch of th yeah. weird things to prove how weird he was. Where the Joker isn't that way, he's just freaking weird. But this seems like someone trying to be weird, and yeah, absolutely, it's the same problem. So, yeah, I'm not sold by this at all. Uh, but thankfully, it isn't our last scene. I'm not. Too crazy about this, but it's definitely better than that. I was so scared, Luke. Luke, I was so scared. So we heard reports. We talked about it. They came out and said there's going to be a massive cliffhanger at the end. I thought when Superman landed, it was going to be a cut to freaking credits. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. Did I miss this scene? I don't know. I may we have get... missed this scene. Oh, really? Yeah. I think the Joker thing was the last thing I saw. So, okay. So what we got is... Batman waking up. You can describe it, and then I'll just see it. Okay. I'll just go down and watch it. So Batman wakes up from here. He has this, here's a sonic boom in the air. Then he comes outside, and we see something flying down. And it is the character that we were sort of introduced to before. It is oh, Martian Manhunter. Okay. Yeah. No, I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it, it feels strange and really fan -y. Um, But it's fine. That's this entire movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it's it's fine though. He shows up. He's like, "You can call me Martian Manhunter. I'm here to help. I've been hiding from this world for too long, but here I am. You've done a really good job, Bruce. I'm proud of you. Let's do this. See you later." Pretty much that. I I need to go back. I'm gonna go back and watch that because that I, doesn't feel I think, familiar I think, to you. I think I missed that. Yeah. I mean, we didn't really talk about, it, but he shows up before in the movie where you see, um. You see uh, Martha Kent show up to talk to Lois and they just have a conversation about shared loss and she leaves and her eyes glow and he, she morphs yeah, into him. I and he says a line sure. like, yeah. the world needs you too, Lois. And 
leaves. Um, so yeah, that that's that's fine. If if assuming we'd get more of this character, that's fine. <laughs> but for what it is now, it's just hey, look, we were gonna do Martian Manhunter st- stuff, and we were gonna tease him in this movie. <laughs> yeah, the sorry, I'm I'm looking on YouTube trying to find that scene. So I remember like Superman like walking away and like opening up the cape to like the opening up his coat to like black. Is that? Is that before the scene you're talking about? That was before the nightmare scene. We got that scene where everyone kind of does their okay, thing. Okay. Arthur swims There's away. There's so many of these little scenes. I remember which one yeah. was which. <laughs> then we get the nightmare scene. Well, no, we get the Lex Luthor scene. Then the nightmare scene. Then he wakes up to hear a sonic boom where uh, okay. Martian Manhunter pays him a visit. Then Bruce <sighs> acts kind of funny about it. He's like, can I help you? It's kind of it's kind of funny actually, but because <laughs> he's so desensitized at that moment, <laughs> so it's crazy crap. He's just like, all right, <laughs> it's a little funny, but yeah. yeah, there it is. Yep, it was a journey. Yeah, and that's that's the credits, and we get the four autumn thing, which is nice. It's his daughter, which you know, obviously, a tragic thing happened with his family. So and sad. They played uh, uh, "Hallelujah" by Jeff Buckley and the piano version of it, and that's apparently his daughter's uh, favorite. It was his daughter's favorite song, and so that, that's very nice, of course. And that's a horrible thing for him to go through, but yeah, I mean, all in all, yeah, I mean, I think we pretty much summed up our thoughts as as we went through. Again, you know, I think it came clear that this is obviously not perfect and i don't think it's a great movie but um i really enjoyed it and there's something about it to me flaws and all that felt authentic aside from maybe that nightmare scene um like whereas there's something that felt so counterfeit about that original cut where it felt like we never really got a justice league movie i guess (laughs) we'll never really know and so it's nice to have something where you're like well this is it it's here this is justice league well justice league finally came out didn't it you know and uh yeah uh it's it's interesting i mean it i'm glad at least what happened happened and yeah i just i hope that i hope that there's changes (laughs) you know I mean, I'm I'm even looking through like what's said on IMDb, and it's still like there. You know, there won't be any more sequels to elaborate to elaborate on the events until Warner Brothers decides otherwise. So it's like, yeah. I mean, money talks, right? I mean, if if there's people out there who are ready to pay for a ticket or a streaming account, <laughs> whatever the future looks like for movies. Which, which could be a thing that decides whether or not these big movies have, are going to be made. We've talked about that before. I, yep. I'm concerned that streaming means that movies will just become smaller. And so, a, you know, a Justice League sequel, which would cost an insane amount of money to film, it just may not be a reality in a theater-less future. But I still have hope that theaters are all going to come back. But yeah. if they don't, <laughs> I think that'll be a big nail in the coffin of any future justice league movies but mm-hmm. i mean the flat the flash is in pre-production so i mean that's a good sign i i can only imagine if you know if some of these separate movies ended up doing well maybe an aquaman 2 comes out and actually impresses me and is a good movie <laughs> maybe that'll change things um but it's like a bad wonder woman movie and then you know oh, yeah. an improvement on justice league but i i don't know if it'll be enough to like push wb to 
continue this. It, it, all this stuff has to make financial sense. You know, for us, it's emotional because characters we know, but it's, it's like if Apple released an iPhone that wasn't accepted very well by the public, like it would really set their progress back on making the next iPhone. I mean, you know, that's, these are two companies that are, do the exact same thing. They have people who research whether or not, you know, the ROI on a project is going to make sense for them financially. And so, you know, if there's enough fans out there, it will. And if there's not, then it won't. It's as simple as that. Yeah. You know, and it's not really about the art as much. You know, the creative people are there for the art and to make it good, but the business guys are there to green light a project or not green light it. And if you have enough duds, they're just going to stop green lighting things. Yeah. So we're right on the edge, I think. And this movie, I think, helped go in the other direction, but it wasn't like the revolution that I was kind of hoping it would be, where it's like, this movie is amazing. It made the other movie look like a piece of garbage, and now everything's restarted. It wasn't that, but it was a great, a big improvement. They wanted to make, I think, the original Justice League for everyone, and it ended up being for no yeah. one. You know, because yep. it just ended up not being a good movie. It just but, ended up, yeah, being a bad movie. So I understand what they need to make these giant movies, as we said. You know, this movie, it, when all is said and done, it's cost the Warner brothers, $400 million to do this, like from the original plus to do what they needed to do to make this That's one come insane. out $400 million. And yeah, I mean, you only get movies like infinity war and Endgame If they are movies that, yeah, your mom, your little sister will yep. go see or, and not have to know uh, all this stuff about yep. DC comics. And so, yeah, it's hard to imagine that they'll want to be like, okay, 200 million more. And we'll For see. Just who sleep too. See. That's definitely not going to be like, come on, you know, daughter, let's go see what dark side's going to do. Let's see dark side. Let's see our heroes and Batman and Joker with a gun fighting in the sand. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I wish they'd left those those ending scenes out just like yeah. release them to the fans or something make them an extra thing that you like click on the streaming thing yeah don't make them think people think that's like part of the canon of the movie it just i think it takes away from what was a drastic improvement exactly um that being said by the way i mean we we talked about uh, the cliffhanger ending not nearly as awful and horrible as i feared i feared the worst when i heard massive cliffhanger I was like, oh my God, massive setup is what I will say. I don't yep. think this movie has a cliffhanger per se. No. It's massive setup. So that yeah. was a relief. They took care of business and then it's like, oh, something else might happen. Yeah, exactly. It didn't end with stinging pain, which yeah. was what it would have been for it me. Was, Infinity it was. War was a massive cliffhanger. Massive cliffhanger. Like we the knew. biggest I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, and the end and the end was already filmed, so we knew we would get yeah. the res resolution next year if we all survived to see it. And so, <laughs> or any of the Lord of the Rings, it's like you really want to go back and see the rest of the story. Yes, and so yeah, that was a fear that was relieved a little bit for me after this was over. And so, but you know, again, what kind of hurts this is, as you said, by the way, what what proves to Warner Brothers that this deserves more? What proves it? Is it more subscriptions? Is it, is it lingering subscribers going yeah. past the free trial date? What is it? Like before, the votes were easy to count. Tickets, tickets purchased. How much money did it make at the box office? That's easy. What is it now? Well, that being said, I mean, there was this movement that brought the Zack Snyder cut out, right? I mean, yeah. 
it kind of felt like it was like a grassroots internet thing that really got this going. I mean, maybe it's as simple as a hashtag. <laughs> like if a hashtag gets enough attention and maybe some stars retweet and comment, I don't know. Zach gets his buddies to join in. Yeah. I don't know who that would be. The stars of the movie, other directors. I, I don't know anybody involved in like the, you know, comic book movie world. I think if you get enough heavy hitters, it's just like anything. It's like anything in sports or business. It's like, it's all about, you know, people influencing other people to do stuff. And so, yeah. I mean, it's, well, as you said, there's probably, yeah, there's probably a group of like 12 people that makes this decision. Just guessing. Like yeah, probably. it's probably the top people of the board of the Warner brothers entertainment or whatever. It's probably those people, you know, they have a guy who heads up the studio in LA, you know, he works down there, he keeps everything moving and he asked them if they're okay with it. And then that guy, you know, talks to directors and talks to J Zach Snyder and talks to writers and everything. And it's like that chain of command. It's like, if those guys up top are told by their CFO, you know, or whoever the CFO is advised by that, Hey, like there's enough of a movement here that we can make some money then it happens. But yeah, it's a complicated chain of events that it's like, you have Absolutely. to have people start talking about it online. And then you have to have some big enough names to like, get the attention of the studio head. Like the whole thing when, uh, what's his name? The guardians of the galaxy director, James Gunn, when, when James yeah. Gunn lost his job, like how did that start? Like that seemed like it hit, hit out of nowhere. It's like all of a sudden a tweet from 10 years ago resurfaces and mm -hmm. he's fired. Like almost feels like overnight. It's like, yeah. Where did that come from? Panic so button. if something like that could happen, like it seems like something like this could happen, you know, kind of the other way for good. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as you said, you, as you talked about, like when people were talking about like BVS and the original Justice League, word of mouth was not good. Word of mouth here is fairly good. Like people like especially people who are most passionate are happy with what they got. And there's a lot of people, even critics, who are happy with what they got. And so word of mouth can make a huge difference. What's this Snyder cut that a lot of these people are talking about? And it can introduce some of the uninitiated into something maybe they want more of. So it's a possibility. Absolutely. Again, I'm not ruling out anything anymore. Yep. <laughs> That's right. But yep, here we are. We got it. And uh, the only thing I do wish, you know, it was, I wish that obviously that it was a little shorter. I mean, obviously for, for obvious reasons, but for me personally, I would like to rewatch it a little bit more often, maybe like, you know, here and there, but it's so long. That's going to be not something I do very often, but I'll definitely yeah. be getting it on 4k Blu-ray and I hope it's a good one with a lot of features because I am fascinated yeah. by some of this behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> Commentary. Like, interviews from zach mm -hmm. i just want to hear like i don't know some stories absolutely I don't know. I feel it's such like a it's such out. a tough thing i'm sure it's going to be like one of the like most important movies for him in his like lifetime just because it's so tied in with his daughter and i mean i just can't even imagine it's like i have a son now like i just can't i can't even fathom it's it's so terrible. I I feel terrible for him and his family, and I I can't blame it him at all. It's just a horrible chain of events where he's like on what was probably one of the biggest movies that he was excited to like direct, 
and then just the worst thing imaginable for a human mm-hmm. being happens and then he's got to like deal with that mentally and obviously deal with his wife and you know i don't know if he has other kids but yes it's just terrible and you know it's just i don't know what all he could say you know that that isn't to do with that and and is to do with like yeah it's just it's a it's a cool thing it's almost I must feel like somebody should make a movie about what happened here. They will. I assure you that is going to happen again. This is a, a something we haven't seen in film history. I, and I, I think, and so I think it's going to be something yeah. that books are going to be written about and there will be documentaries about, and it will be studied in film class in, in whatever way. Josh I mean, Whedon will be the bad guy, I guess. Maybe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I'm glad this is a win. For Zack Snyder, this is a total win for him, and I'm happy for him. Yeah. And from all accounts, he's a nice guy, and I'm glad that his fans and a lot of people are enjoying this, and that he they were able to make it happen. And that's very cool. Um, so yeah, all in all, regardless of your feelings about the movie, I think it's a good thing that it's out. Oh yeah, definitely an improvement. Yeah, still don't love this movie, but definitely an improvement yeah and i wouldn't say i love it either i really like it i really do like it it's a huge improvement from the original and i do really like it it makes me feel good about the movie but yeah you know <laughs> it is what it is but um yep. yeah i think that basically covers it good jumbo episode of us <laughs> going on and on about this movie i know that i knew that would freaking happen but i'm glad we were able to do this. I had a lot of fun talking about this one. And I'm sure that's right. <laughs> we might, who knows? We might be talking about news about this movie or maybe upcoming movies in the future. Yep. Who knows? HBO right. Max, they got a full slate for us this year. So yep, we sure do. We're gonna be talking about that stuff. Yep. Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla Disney versus Kong Plus or... stuff too. Oh yeah. Yep. It's exciting. A lot of stuff around the corner. All right. Well, that's our episode, man. I'll see you next week when we do it. See you guys later. Yeah.